3: Good afternoon I'm Patty Rising and
1: I'm Brett Burkhardt. Fire officials say one person is missing after an explosion that rocked the Sunset District today. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon reports the investigation into the fire is ongoing.
4: There's no word yet on what caused the huge explosion. Karen Lay who lives right next door to the house that burned was on a zoom call for work when the blast happened.
3: And I was knocked off my chair. And obviously the, the glasses was flying out of the window. The front door was busted. And I was just so worried that,
4: you know, uh, maybe, you know, next thing is another blast coming through. She ran outside with nothing but her phone.
3: When I looked, when I got out, I saw his house is, is completely
4: in fire. Her husband grabbed a hose to wet down their home so the flames wouldn't spread. But police said he had to leave. Lay says her home of 30 years is probably uninhabitable now. People felt the explosion for blocks around. A lot of them compared the sound and the feeling to an earthquake, but shorter. In the sunset, Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS.
3: The state's top cop is revealing a large takedown of an organized retail theft ring that primarily targeted Apple stores across
4: California. KCBS's Alice Wirtz reports. At a formal press conference, State Attorney General Rob Bonta thanked and applauded partners in the California Highway Patrol's Retail Theft Task Force. The partnership includes the FBI and other local agencies who took down a prolific group of thieves recently. Felony charges against eight individuals for conspiracy and organized retail theft at Apple stores, many located right here in the Bay Area. The task force started in 2019 with the Department of Justice. Since then, over 850 suspects arrested, almost $24 million in recovered consumer goods from up and down the state. This goes far beyond petty theft or shoplifting. This is organized criminal activity, and we won't put up with it in our state, and we are holding these individuals here involved accountable. CHP Assistant Chief Steve Ramos said additional funding will help three regional task forces around the state until 2026.
1: Most of these suspects have no fear of arrest or conviction. We
3: plan on changing that dynamic.
4: Alice Wurtz, KCBS. A
1: California movie producer has been sentenced to five years in prison after he admitted operating a prostitution service with national and international reach for seven years. Dylan Jordan was sentenced today in Manhattan. The Lake Arrowhead resident apologized to the victims of the prostitution ring that prosecutors say was operated through a purported party and event planning company and an actual movie production company. The judge said prison was an appropriate outcome for a man who operated a prostitution ring that caused permanent harm to women.
3: There are still more questions than answers about the brazen robbery that sent a beloved Oakland Baker to the hospital in critical condition. As KCBS's Matt Bigler reports. GoFundMe has been launched for the owner of Angel Cakes.
5: Jennifer Angel, who started Angel Cakes at Jack London Square in 2008, is on life support at Highland Hospital after being the victim of a robbery in the city's uptown neighborhood. People are really struggling to sort of accept or make sense of what happened. Longtime friend and fellow activist Matt Leonard. What happened was Angel was leaving a parking garage on Monday afternoon when a vehicle blocked her in. Someone then smashed her window and grabbed something. Angel ran after the the suspects on foot somehow getting caught in their vehicle and as they drove off, she was dragged over 50 feet, hitting her head multiple times. A huge struggle for her family. Again, a complete shock for, for everyone that something like this could happen. So far, no suspects have been identified. Elise McGloin, who lives at Jack London Square, says she's concerned about crime.
1: I did have a scary experience once where someone like approached my vehicle and was knocking on the window and acting like he had something in his pocket, so that was kind of scary.
5: Angel Cakes remains open. Friends and family have started a GoFundMe for Angel, and you can find a link on my Twitter feed at Matt Bigler Radio. At Jack London Square in Oakland, Matt Bigler, KCBS.
1: A popular chain of Western pharmacy and holistic medicine stores is closing. After its assets were acquired by Walgreens, KCBS's Jeffrey Schaub reports Bay Area Pharmaca locations attracted immense loyalty from its customers.
0: The Pharmaca store here along Novato's Old Redwood Highway was typically busy this morning. But not for long, its pharmacy will have closed by day's end. The retail operation, full of vitamins, herbal supplements, and Eastern therapies, closes February 25th. It makes me sad. I, I'm sorry I'm about to cry. This woman was shocked to hear of the closure of this and dozens of other stores.
4: It's sad that our our sweet little store will be gone and. It had to end this way.
0: Pharmaca's troubles began when it was purchased by Medley Health in 2021. A year later, Medley filed for bankruptcy. Walgreens bought up its assets and is shutting Pharmaca down. Les Cleepy is a longtime customer.
5: Saddened, really. Yeah. And the
0: pharmacists were surprised, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you feel left out or in a lurch with nowhere to go. Pharmaca customers were notified Tuesday their prescriptions are being transferred to Walgreens. In Novato, Jeffrey Schaub, KCBS.
3: Marin County is hoping new state funding will help get some living illegally on Richardson Bay into temporary housing. But as KCBS's Mike DeWall reports some living anchored out have apprehensions.
1: The funding could mean temporary housing for more than a dozen people in the first year alone. All told, $3 million is tapped for the three-year program. The goal is to then transition those that participate into some type of permanent housing. But some are skeptical. Robbie Paulson is an advocate for the so-called anchor outs He'd like to see protections for those who have already been pushed out. Ring County is the only place in the United States that I'm aware of that considers people who live on boats to be homeless. Regulators say these boats are an environmental hazard and outstaying the three-day limit under maritime law. Arthur Bruce disagrees he's lived on Richardson Bay for six years with his daughter. He's been there full time since losing his home at the start of the pandemic. We haul our own water. Most of us are on solar uh, solar power. You know, it's uh, something worth fighting for. Bruce says he hopes something more permanent will materialize, but for now he likes where he's at.
5: It's beautiful. The connection with nature is something you can't get anywhere else. Um, uh, something you can't get
1: dockside. In Sausalito, Mike DeWald, KCBS.
3: A lot of tech layoffs have been rolling through the Silicon Valley lately, leaving a lot of people looking for work and some in entirely different industries or in different states. For more, we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Peter Capelli, professor of management at the University of Pennsylvania. Professor, thanks for the
2: time. My pleasure. Thank you.
3: So tech workers, if they can't find a job in the industry that they were used to, it doesn't mean they can't go to other, other sectors where they might be needed.
2: Sure, that's certainly right. And, you know, tech has always had a lot of out-migration, leaving the industry and sometimes leaving their occupations and going someplace else, partly because the jobs often didn't progress very well, especially if you were a programmer. So some of this is maybe not so new.
3: And, and do you think that that because when you look at these layoffs, are people seen as commodity and not necessarily you know human resources?
2: Yeah, uh, I think everybody who gets laid off would, would certainly agree with that. I, I think one thing that's a little different in Silicon Valley is that a lot of those companies talked as if it was different, and maybe when you were a small company out, it might be, but once you start. Taking money from investors, you're playing by their game, and you know they're not. If they have to choose between saving money and personal relationships, you know you know which way they're going.
3: How? What what do we learn? What do we learn from these tech layoffs when it comes to um, HR departments? When it comes to uh, trying to get hired again, and the attitude a worker would have towards their next employer?
2: Well, I think one of the things that's a little puzzling about these layoffs is they're happening. Just about the point when it looks like we don't need them, you know the economy seems to be doing okay. We had massive hiring this uh this past month, and one thing to remember is that layoff decisions are not like punching a bunch of numbers in a computer and an answer gets out the bottom that says you have to lay off this many people. It's a judgment call, and I think in this case, the reason it rolled across the entire industry is they're all playing to the same audience, and if you lay off and the- company next to you doesn't, they're asking that company why they're not doing it. So there's all kinds of pressures. Some of them are comparisons with other companies that cause companies uh, to lay people off. So I think in particular, that's what we're learning about these. All at once, in this segment of the industry, when the rest of the economy seems to be doing pretty well, it looks like it's pressure, follow the leader, comparisons with competitors.
3: Professor, thanks very much for your perspective. Peter Carpelli, Professor of Management at the University of Pennsylvania.
2: Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts. And stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.